0: Hey, everyone. This is Brian, and I am here this week with my friend Satish Penmetsa. Uh, Satish, why don't you introduce yourself and tell tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, your formative years leading up to your education, uh, in as much or as little detail as you wish.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely, Brian. Hey, uh, thank you for inviting me onto this podcast. It's It's a real pleasure to be here. Uh, So about uh, my formative years, I mean, I grew up in Mm -hmm. India, uh, you know, studied in India all the way through my college and then came here, you know, way back in 1998, uh, did my master's in computer science, actually, from the University of Texas at Austin, uh, Hans, and then, you know, pretty soon after that, you know, I moved to uh, the San Francisco Bay Area where I started working in tech. Um, uh, the first few years, I had worked at IBM Research. Uh, you know, mostly working on uh, storage systems, storage systems as in yeah, you know, computer storage systems, uh, all the way on you know, up to uh, around 2010, 2011. Uh, you know, when I started uh, to do my MBA from the Wharton School. Um, yeah. That was. Uh,
0: that must have been a big decision to go to a uh, very prestigious school like that after having gotten your uh, engineering degree.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, I think like 2002, 2003, I really wanted to do a PhD in computer science. I'm so glad I didn't do it. Uh, I, I was having way more fun <laughs> just putting things up, solving real world problems, huh. uh, I'm glad that i did not <laughs> do the phd and then you know, just, just did an mba instead
0: yeah okay now how did you find how was the the warden program how did you find that uh
1: it was uh i mean for me it was a transformative experience uh you know to say the least uh because until i started my mba i always thought you know uh software was about engineering uh, and when I tried to explain concepts to, say, the marketing guys and the sales guys, you know, I always felt they didn't get it. They didn't understand the nice, clear, uh, you know, new algorithms that sped up the system like you know, five times uh, faster and things like that. Uh, marketing guys didn't seem to understand what we engineers were talking about. Right. So uh, within the first you know, quarter, uh, within the first semester at, at Watton, uh my eyes opened up and uh, to the point where i said you know engineering does not know what they are doing at the end of the day it's up to marketing and sales to convince customers over the value proposition that the product provides in a way that you know the customers are willing to pay for it
0: mm, interesting yeah that's a interesting perspective
1: where customers don't care about how you build the product all they care about is does it solve my problem for uh, does it solve the problem I have? If it does, I'll pay for it. If it doesn't, I ain't going to pay for it. Right? Engineers start very differently.
0: Oh, right, yeah. We're, we're more interested in how you do it than than the end of it. We want to know inside and out, You know, be able to take things apart and put them back together.
1: Right, right. So, I mean, for me, what in the, uh, those two years was a transformative experience. Um, I'm glad I did that. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm really glad I did that.
0: Oh, that's that, uh, that's great. Yeah, I thought about an MBA program myself, but I read a book called The 10-Day MBA, and, <laughs> and it just kind of introduces each of the subjects that you might learn about in the program. And I convinced myself that I like engineering a whole bunch better than than. Uh, the business side of it. But so so what um, what happened to you? What what was the next step after graduating with your MBA?
1: Right. So uh, it was during the MBA that I actually got introduced to mining uh, through a very good friend of mine, Jess Kindler. Uh, Jess Skindler um, uh, he works at IP Rock and he used to sell to mines uh, in in Nevada back then it used to be called Atlas Copco. Uh and during my MBA days I used to organize uh, what are called treks, uh, where you know a whole bunch of friends go visit uh, companies uh, just to try to understand how they do business so that you know we could learn about business. Mm, okay. Um, and uh, you know Jess Kindler was the odd guy out in our. <laughs> in our batch, because he was the only guy from mining. Everybody, uh, I mean, in our class, nearly 40 or or maybe even 50% of our class were all from tech. Uh, So, and I'll be honest, the only thing I knew about mining uh, was how to spell mining. I mean, up until 2010, (laughs) the only thing I knew about mining was how to spell mining. Yeah. okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Jess organized a trip out to Turquoise Ridge, and I'm talking 2011, right? I, and I still remember the day because we uh, we got up at 4 in the morning. I mean, most engineers get up at like 9 in the morning. Most software developers here, here in the San Francisco Bay Area, yeah, yep. at 9 in the morning. Uh-huh. And that day we had to wake up at 4, leave here, go all the way to Reno. From Reno, we, uh, you know, we started carpooling and went to Turquoise Ridge. And, you know, uh, just, just getting onto the site was, was it used to be, was, uh, you know, uh, an out-of-life uh, experience or uh, 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 whatever you call it. <laughs> uh, and I was scared, scared, shitless to go in that uh, elevator.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Down, the uh, sh- so down the
1: shaft. In, yeah, in, uh, in the shaft.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, And when I got in, um, you know, my heart started pounding like it's never pounded before.
0: Mm.
1: uh, Because I felt a total loss of control. Um, Yeah. But once I went underground, uh, we saw how people work, you know, the kinds of challenges people have, the uh, the kinds of work people do. I was expecting to find gold over there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, all gold in Nevada is, is like particulate gold. Uh, I mean, for the most part. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Very true.
1: And after that, when we came back up to surface, I had a conversation with Jess as well, and and Jess said, "Look, I know you're starting a new company. Uh, you know, instead of uh, going out and trying to build another Instagram or something where you know you may or may not have users, why don't you come solve real problems for real people because." Uh, you know, mining is, is behind the curve about, you know, 30, 40 years behind the curve. Uh, why don't you come build real software for real people? So, and and and, and that's why we embarked on a journey of, you know, uh, doing software and services to the mining industry.
0: Oh, okay, okay. That's, uh, yeah, that's uh, one of those moments that changes your life, right?
1: It does. It does. It does. And trust me, I mean, uh, 10 years ago, I didn't know, a town called Elko existed. Uh, <laughs> now now uh, I can drive from San Jose, California to Elko, Nevada, I think with my eyes closed. Uh,
0: yeah, uh, and I lived there. <laughs> I lived there. For, I lived in Elko for about 10 years, and I've been going back and forth uh, for many more years before and after living there.
1: It's an amazing town. It's an amazing town.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, Satish, what, what exactly is it that your company does then?
1: Uh, we at Rapid RapidBrizzaps have a, a, a pretty wide portfolio of products primarily focused on operations and health and safety at, at uh, mining companies and the mining contractors. Um, our flagship product is, is Groundhog uh, Underground Mines Use groundhog to track ore movement, uh, you know, from the face to stockpiles, uh, and and try to optimize uh, for uh, advancing the face and and maximizing the ore uh, move from faces to stockpiles. Uh, essentially, it's a combination of a short interval control system, a fleet management system, and a real time location tracking system, uh, all optimized for underground mines.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Great. Obviously, you can't use uh, technology like GPS underground, so that must be a tremendous support for the mining companies.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's ways you can still uh, do location tracking underground without GPS. I mean, you can use beacons or uh, you can use uh, these, these new age uh, Wi-Fi routers that also have location-based support. Uh, so we integrate with all of these systems. Uh, so that you can track where each piece of equipment is underground, and we where every miner is underground, and also figure out what they are doing uh, in a near real time basis. Now, the the one thing that differentiates our product Groundhog from everything else is we support peer to peer connectivity out of the box. So a mine does not have to be fully wired, uh, you know, for for them to use Groundhog. Uh, uh, peer-to-peer technology enables us to move data from one tablet to another without requiring a a, a Wi-Fi backbone. Okay,
0: okay. That's, that's terrific. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, now, in addition to that, we also have uh, software for, um, for health and safety for doing, you know, digital workplace exams that comply with the MSHA rules. MSHA has very uh, specific uh, rules around, you know, hazard management, uh, documentation, record keeping, archiving, and all of that stuff. So, product rapid inspect uh, takes all of that into account um, so that, you know, miners can perform workplace exams and health and safety managers can work uh, off of the data that, that gets captured off of rapid inspect. Uh, there's a good product called Surtrax. Uh Any health and safety manager at mine uh, at a mine site uh, always deals with these 5023s, right? Task training, uh, you know, annual refreshers and things like that. And, and for the most part, they're using a combination of paper and Excel to track this data. Uh, we simplify that the entire thing so that, you know, health and safety managers can... Focus on training employees rather than uh, you know worrying about documentation um, oh, okay so great a lot of uh, traction there. yeah
0: yeah take a lot of that paper burden off of the managers shoulders
1: yeah 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 and uh, the the uh, cool thing is that uh, yeah you know, uh, safety managers and even fleet management systems right I mean you can integrate fleet management systems with snow tracks uh, so if uh, Jason Crosby, for example, is assigned to work on a bolter today, uh, but if he's not been passed in right on the bolter, then his supervisor gets notified, and so does the safety manager.
0: Um, ah, okay.
1: That's Ter- the except that our software, uh, yeah, uh, you know, enables mines to be compliant and safe. More than compliant, I mean, safety comes number one.
0: Definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's that's terrific. That's terrific. So you're,
1: how, how
0: many mines do you have this type of thing deployed at now?
1: So uh, we have about a dozen mines that are using our software. Uh, but more importantly, we work with you know uh, at least uh, two dozen mines now uh, because we offer more than products. We also offer professional services. Uh, so data comes from various data sources like geology, your environmental monitors, your PI systems, and, and, and things like that. Uh, we have uh, professional services that, that uh, 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 where we can pull in data from these various data streams, uh, populate a data lake, and then run analytics on top of uh, those uh, data sets. And then also uh, we can run machine learning and AI kinds of algorithms to make recommendations on what to do next. I mean, as a decision support system. So we also provide a fair amount of services. Uh, uh, This is technology services. Technology as in, you know, software development and business intelligence type of services. Um, So, I mean, uh, we work with about two dozen mining companies now. Okay, that's, um, that's,
0: that's terrific. Uh, and can you, can you give the listeners an example of where your software has really led to a success for your clients' projects?
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, I can't take uh, uh, names. Uh, right sure, there, sure. Uh, there are mines in Nevada where, you know, uh, they use us, well, where at least uh, uh, a couple of mines I've seen uh, you know, a fifteen percent increase in productivity and in in terms of over throughput as a direct result of of using our software, and you know, when you convert that into real dollar terms, it's 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 a big chunk of change.
0: Yeah, um, for for sure. Okay.
1: Um, uh, and I mean, what it basically takes is I mean, our software runs on standard iPads and Android tablets, uh, so. Uh, you can't improve what you can't uh, measure, right? If, if uh, uh, I think it was Peter Deming that said that. Right,
0: right, yeah, I think okay. you're right.
1: The the software allows you to capture all of this information. Um, I mean, some of it are, are automatic and some of it, you know, manual, but you combine the two data sets to come up with insights into what you can do to improve. For example, if there is one, you um, I mean, uh, you can do operator analysis, right? Uh, if if a, if a haul truck driver, uh, I mean, one of the analysis that, that we've done is uh, you look at all the haul truck drivers and look at vari- uh, variability in, uh, you know, how long they take to go from, you know, one zone of the mine to a stock pair. And you can figure out who's actually driving slow uh, and understand their driving habits, driving patterns, and, and, and then make a decision. Uh, then make a decision on whether you want to keep them or whether you want to retrain them or, you know, even potentially assign them to a different task. Uh, that, that's, that's, that does not impact production as much. Oh, okay. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, so that's the kind of analysis that you can run on these data sets. Uh, but in order to run analysis with high confidence, you need good quality data. Right? For, for that, you need to have systems that capture that sort of data. Right. And those are the systems that we provide, those are the services that we provide. Okay, yeah, that, that
0: sounds like some amazing advancements. I remember back in uh, 1981, I was having a summer internship at a copper mine in New Mexico. And back then, it was a surface mine. Back then, just having a radio dispatcher Telling the trucks which shovel to go to or which dump to go to was uh, an advancement. So, <laughs> this is uh, this is leaps and bounds over the the old old school uh, type dispatcher connection.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, uh, once you have sufficient data, I mean, now some of these mines are moving to automated dispatch, right? Autonomous dispatch. I'm not talking about autonomous equipment, uh, which is a different thing, but you know. Automated dispatch because uh, you know the 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 travel times uh, say from that stockpile to the shovel, and you already know uh, how many trucks are headed to a particular shovel, so you can redirect the next truck to a different shovel, for example, in near real time, right? So right. Yep. tech uh, has gotten pretty advanced. It, it still sucks that you know mining is still. About twenty years, thirty years behind the curve, but I think uh, you know uh, most minds uh, recognize the value of software and technology now. What we've seen is a much uh, faster rate of adoption of technology over these past three to five years than the previous ten years. Right?
0: Yeah, Um, I I agree with all the autonomous vehicles and minerless type of. Applications—it's—it's it's coming along, and I'm really happy to say that you're really moving the the needle on this one. You're really uh, advancing the modernization.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I have to also say that you know uh, a lot also depends on the OEMs, right? I mean, in the past, OEMs never shared their data. OEMs, as in you know the the big equipment manufacturers never shared their data or expose their data to third-party systems now, uh, the minds are starting to demand that. Uh, uh, minds say, look, that's my hard rock. I need to understand how I can utilize it better. And you can't tell me that, that you, you can't give me the data anymore.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. Okay. Yeah. So
1: there's a big uh, change in mindset, and, and we see that uh, customers actually prefer working with OEMs that are ready to share the data uh, than, than, you know, in the past used to be a closed ecosystem and, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, right, right I uh, get access to to the data, but, yeah. that,
0: but um, uh, things yeah. are changing. Yeah, yeah. no, that's great. Uh, Satish, we're just about up on, uh, up on our time, but I wanted the listeners to be able to get a hold of you if they've got any requirements for the, this type of service. So where would they find you?
1: Uh, they can uh, come to our website, uh, www.rapid, R-A-P-I-D, biz, rapidbizapps.com. Uh, or, I mean, uh, just, just shoot us an email. Uh, my email is spenmetza at rapidbizapps.com. That is S, P as in Paul, e as, e as in English, N as in Nancy, M as in Mary, E as in English, T as in Texas, S as in Sam, he has an apple at rapidbuzzabs.com, or just give me a holler at uh, yeah my my uh, our, our our company number is four zero eight six four seven three zero five zero. So any of those mechanisms work for us.
0: Okay, and I'll put all that information in the uh, show notes. Although that I, they're not really notes; it's just a description of the episode. But I'll have that in there for the listeners too. So, Satish, is there anything else you wanted to have as kind of a Parting thought or anything for the listeners
1: uh, yeah absolutely Brian um, I mean uh, first off uh, I would have uh, heavily encourage other listeners to reach out to you Brian because uh, this podcast I listen to other uh, podcasts and, and and yours definitely stands out because it, it focuses on us miners uh, so yeah. I would ha- heavily encourage them to reach out to you so that we can you know collect more uh, insights and stories because uh, what, what you're doing right here uh, is, is great for the mining community and uh, participation goes a long way in, in increasing the overall value uh, to the community. Well, thanks,
0: Satish. Very kind words. Thank you very much. And uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. I, I hope I can <laughs> keep, keep this going for a long, long time.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Brian. And I think you're doing a phenomenal job, Brian. Yeah,
0: thank you. And uh, with that, I think we'll At- s- say goodbye. And I uh, really appreciate you spending your time with us, Satish.
1: Absolutely, Brian. And and, and uh, thank you for having me, Brian. Appreciate yeah,
0: it. yeah. All right, thanks again. Well, that's it. I'm Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian. Until next time, keep on rockin'.